Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Ariano. Welcome everybody to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is episode number 37 and I'm wow. here with uh, my <laughs> friend and servant in the faith, Sasso Mendez. And as you can see, we have a guest with us today. Uh, so everybody, YouTube, this is Bob. Hey, Bob, how you this doing? is YouTube. And uh, so Bob is our special guest today, and uh, we're going to be talking a, a little bit about uh, the spirit of adoption today. But before we get into that, we're, we've got Taco Talk to do. We do. It, ben. We were looking at it, and we've been 31, 32 days without a podcast episode. That's Yeah, that's it's insane. But, you know, it's it's summertime, and so we're busy. Uh, yeah, a lot of food been eaten in that uh, time frame. <laughs> a yeah. lot of food. A lot of food. Yes. Well, you took you took two weeks off. You were, you were up north for two weeks. I was in Greer. Yes, very nice. Uh, not a lot of food up there, though. So if anybody... Hey, is good culinary, they can go up there and start a restaurant. Now, you did have some barbecue up there, I heard. I did. It's a little bit uh, better than Little Miss. I hate to say that. What? Wow. Yes. Wow. Have you had Little Miss? I have not. That brisket was... you never been to Little Miss Barbecue? No. Do you like barbecue? I love barbecue. Which, I'm which, from Texas. Come on. I know, but that's why I'm kind of surprised you haven't been to Little Miss. I, nobody, none of my brothers have told me about Little Miss. I thought you would Google, you know, like best barbecue yeah. in Arizona. No, well, where do you go for barbecue? Dickies. Wow. Yeah, Little Miss is pretty good. I, yeah. I, I like Little Miss. It's step been, up. Naked, there's one here called Naked Barbecue, close by. Uh, Bell and there either. I think it's Bell and 19th ish around. I've there. never been to Dickies, so I can't really say anything bad about it. But well, I've been, it's a chain. So yeah. I've been yeah. to Dickies. I've been to Rudy's, the chains, Rudy's, pork, on, yeah, a fork, Rudy's pork okay. on a fork. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I like Naked Barbecue. Uh, Little Miss is really good. Um, oh, and then what's the other one that um, up by Graziano's? Uh man, you know that's a restaurant out there. The uh, that's a chain too, isn't it? That's a chain. They have it over there by the zoo, Wildlife World Zoo. They have a yeah, yeah. I'm I know what you're talking. I can yeah, I can yeah. picture it, but yeah. it's not. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, as my dad would say, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Texas. We we tried some Texas barbecue recently. We were down in Dallas, and we had a we ate. Uh, my cousin was getting married down there. Um, and uh, he served up uh, what's called her tatos, and uh, it was pretty good. That was, I mean, good. That was yes. legit. I mean, that brisket was pretty bomb. Those guys uh, bring it. Yeah. Well, what's yeah. so crazy is that they had like these trays left over, and it was ten o'clock at night, and I was eating it like a jerky, just a piece of brisket, <laughs> and just it was there for the taking. It, I, I couldn't it believe so I couldn't believe how much leftovers they had. They yeah. they had a ton of. I mean, they were just yeah. giving trays out. Here you wow. go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. I couldn't believe you should have put that on dry ice and shipped it out. There you go, like Alaskan cruise. You know, you get the those fish. You send the fish out. Oh yeah, that would be good. But anyway, so yeah, a lot of food eaten. Two weeks. Um, There's no good places up there, so I ate a lot at home. So I lost three pounds that I gained right back when we got home. You know there what you mean? go. Yeah, yeah. Caught up with you. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, we Down did. The mountain. We did eat. Um, so recently, we went to um, have a torta. So you ever had a torta? No. Okay, so basically what this is, it's a, it's a Mexican sandwich, okay? but oh, that it's, sounds good right there. It's loaded, okay? So they start with like a, the bottom bun. I think they throw like some refried beans. I think they've add, they add like various layers of different meats. I mean, so you could have ham in there. You could have chorizo. You could have, mm. um, you might even have some beef in there. Uh, then they'll put, they might put like a, like a fried egg in there. Um, 
I mean, they could put guacamole. I mean, it, so the, 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 it's like about this tall. I mean, it, wow. for those in YouTube that's watching, I mean, you can see it. I mean, it's door dash us one right now, please. Thank you. <laughs> we can try it on. There it's you go. live. It's, it's huge. I have to show you a picture here in a bit. My, my wife, uh, she got a huge sandwich. She couldn't even finish it. And it's just smothered in this like red sauce. I mean, it just looks amazing. Um, I had, and what I had, I had, uh, I think it was called pachuga, I think is what it was. It's like, uh, it's like fajitas basically. So it's just different, oh, yeah. different Salas. meats. Good. Uh, yeah, different meats. They had rice and beans and stuff. But uh, man, I'll how was the rice what, and beans? It was legit. It, you know, usually those are they're those throwaways. Are, they're afterthoughts. Yeah. They're afterthoughts every yeah. time, man. They're just you know they're disappointing. Cheap. It's something cheap you put on the plate. Yeah. Something you throw out there. But extra. I'll tell you what, it was like a, it was not bad. The like whole a spear. I, I finished the entire plate. I mean, I usually I leave a little bit of beans and rice because it's just the filler. I'd rather yeah, have you don't want to waste calories on meat, nonsense. You know? No, uh, but it was good. I ate the whole thing. It was delicious. Uh, I'd go. I'd go back again. Have you ever been there? Race the. I've Torta? been there once because Little Miss Barbecue had too long of a wait. So I'm like, yeah, it's down the road. So we walked. You know, we went yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Piece cake. Right? So yeah, it, uh, it's about. Mm, it's close. So it was pretty good. I, I definitely liked it. Did you eat tortilla with the, with the meat or no? Yeah, yeah. So they serve the it up with little uh, little uh, flour tortillas. Okay. And it was pretty uh, pretty legit. We'll have to go there. Yeah. And then last night, uh, my wife was feeling like Chipotle, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, mm, sounds yeah. okay. I, yeah. I, I don't. It's dis- healthy. I don't dislike it. I, I like it. Yeah, it is healthy. But it's like, dude, you they, you ask for guacamole, it's like four bucks, five bucks just for a little yeah. tiny. Bro, skin. they I'm get like, stingy with that I'm scoop. Like, like yeah. come on, I'm like come on, bro, four bucks for. Yeah. One. I mean, I'm just. I'm, I'm exaggerating. Give me the Popeye edition. Like, get that forearm in there and dig it. I am embellishing a little bit, but yeah, it, it is expensive. So we went. We went over to Ricardo's. And uh, we got some, some asada fries there. And the asada fries are pretty good. Now, normally I complain about asada fries because typically when they do the fries, the, the fries are soggy by the yeah, time you get them. of course. Because yeah. you know, by the time they drench it and all the salsa and whatever else they put on top, they're, they're, they're soggy. But these ones, I mean, they, they were crispy. Um, the asada was good. The, the, the salsas were good. Everything was legit. I enjoyed it. It was good. They had homemade tortillas there, too. I've not tried those. I did try the hard tacos. Well, there. like in the burrito, you know, you could taste it. It's like homemade. It's not like. Yeah. Yeah. But it was pretty legit, man. I enjoyed it. It was good. I tried the hard tacos there. The, 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 the taco show was a little, uh, I think, overdone, a little too crispy. A little, well, it was closer to the burnt side. <laughs> and right now, the, the burnt flavor is kind of weird with me. But, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was it was it was pretty good. Well, in Springerville, it was like the tacos were you know, like you're playing with a dog in the toy. That's kind of <laughs> chewy. You know what I mean? Wasn't good. That's but, not good. Uh, no. So, Bob, you don't have any favorite foods or what? I do. Two favorite foods: uh, pizza, okay, and just about any kind of pizza I'll take, and uh, chili. Oh wow! Like a and bowl of chili. I, but I doctor it up. I don't just. I Cheese, mean, it's just onions. Not, no, 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 no. You got to have some hot sauce. You got to have some picante sauce and some ketchup and some saltine crackers crumbled up in them. So like a Cholula or something? Is that what you put on it? Or like I don't a even know. Tapatio? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Tapatio. Tapatio. Yeah. Tapatio. Yeah. Uh, Tabasco? No. No? Mm. Tapatio is my go-to. I do like the Tapatio. I, I like Tabasco, though. That's my go-to for breakfast burritos. But, T- but yeah. Tabasco is whenever that's all they have. And Cholula. Mm. They got good salsa bar. Ricardo's too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do, their salsa bar is pretty good. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's pretty legit. And you don't have to feel guilty by going to that bar, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> belly on up and get what you want. It's, it's good stuff. Oh, they got onion. They had onions and, and uh, jalapenos and mix. Oh, man, it was it's so good. It was legit. So what's your favorite pizza place? Uh, we frequent Pizza Hut, actually. We like the thin crust uh, pepperoni with, uh, I'll get, you know, like half jalapenos and she'll get half like onions or something. 
Uh, I haven't but, been there in years. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not, we're not connoisseurs like you guys are on the, on the eating. I mean, you guys have obviously experienced a lot of eating. Not, not, <laughs> yeah. not, well, not, I should have wore black. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it that way. I meant, I mean, that's, I mean, you guys are discussing places I n- never heard of. Yeah. And I've lived here since 09. So well, if you go to the website, you could see the, the reviews. Oh, okay. Ben puts taco reviews up there. Yeah, put taco. Right. And they're even rated in tacos. So it's a four taco, oh, five taco spot. Go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think um, we have beats up there though, Ben. Uh, no, I don't think we have make an exception. Maybe yeah. there's some pizza places. Like, uh, Lou Manati's is my favorite pizza. Okay, yeah, Lou Manati. Yeah, so it's Chicago style. Have you right? ever, have you ever tried yes. that? Yes. You tried it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Chicago style. It's pretty good. We ate, actually ate. Uh, what's the place down off of Bell there? Uh, uh, starts with a G. Giordano's. Yeah, uh, we closed it down. Yeah, we sadly. actually ate that in Chicago. That was my first date with Rebecca in Chicago. It was Giordano's. Really? Yeah. That's wild. I lived there for four years. But, but they closed yeah. it down? Yeah, it looks like it's closed down on their own. That was the one around. on 83rd and Bell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I never I, tried it. The one at 83rd and Bell? Or P83, whatever they call it. Well, no, there's one on the other end down down where we lived. Uh, 63rd, 64th-ish, somewhere in there. Hmm. Giordano's there. Really? Yeah. Oh. But maybe I have the name of it wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been I there. never saw it. I'm not big on names. I just go there and eat. That's you know. <laughs> probably my favorite. Pizza Bianco's good too. If you've well, been there, I've not been. That's there. really good. That's voted like number fifteen. The guys at pizza work, United uh, States. They they order from and it's like fifty dollars, and I'm like from Pizza Bianca. Pizza? No, no, no. I mean, oh. no. They choose different restaurants like you guys are talking. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And uh, they're like connoisseurs. They're like, oh no, you can't have Pizza Hut or you know, Little Caesars or. Pizza, well, pizza has that fake. Butter spray, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? I don't know what uh, yeah, is, they've actually good. got several crust. different crust uh, yeah. flavors that you can add to it. So. The cheese in the crust put me in the ER, though, so I got to quit doing it. I cheese in the that. crust? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm man. not a big fan. Me and the that. porcelain spent many uh, hours <laughs> together. <laughs> We're back wow. and forth to go to the ER. But, uh. Uh, yeah, I do like the pizza. I like the, uh, the, the, the thin crust. Yes. That that's, that's pretty good. That's what, that's what we get. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a New York-style type pizza guy. I like Ray's. Uh, there's a joint down on uh, 35th and um, uh, Thunderbird by where I used to live. Uh, I can't think of the name right now for some reason, but uh, it's pretty good. I like it. I've not heard of that, Ben, the, uh, that place over there, 35th Thunderbird. Uh, yeah, so it's there, right there where the fries is. Okay. There's a subway there. It's right across from Lenny's. Lenny, right across. So there's that okay. Lenny's. It has a car really, wash. really good burgers. Yeah, so it's on the, just right on the other side. Um, man, I, I can't think of the, uh, the name. It's funny. When I, and when I brought the name up, I was talking to Georgie one day. And uh, she's like, she corrected me on the name because it's yeah. it's a specific specific abrazo. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was something. Pronounce everything. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. very yeah, it's very authentic. So I was like, oh man, my Maranatha, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Yeah. Oh man. Well, because they were so they were saying, where are you getting your surgery? And he's like, abrazo. And they're oh, like, yeah, yeah. what? Who? Where? Who said that? This, this guy is, goes through oh, the last. Okay. Yeah, he got surgery. He got surgery today, by the way. And uh, so they're asking him, and they're like. Abrazo, where's Abrazo? He's like, and then somebody's like, it, it's Abrazo. I'm like, oh, Abrazo. I know where Abrazo's at. No, it's Abrazo. <laughs> and there's a church called Maranatha and Pentecostal Church. And he says, that's what he says, Maranatha. Maranatha. Wow. It's very, very authentic. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks pretty, yeah. You know. He's Colombian. No. 
Hey, Colombian white, right? You would say. Yeah, I think so. His name's McFadden. He's got so, Irish. I'm yeah. there's got to be Irish yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so, yeah, yeah, it's a but, crazy uh, mix. He's a, he's a cool. Well, guy. if you need a reference, you can always let us know. We'll, we'll give you a reference. All yeah, right. we'll definitely give you a few right. reference. Absolutely. Well, let's get into some content mm, here. So, about uh, time. We did, uh, we did bring Bob here for a reason. <laughs> yes. But before we get into the content, just want to really quick uh, remind you guys to uh, check out our podcast at AbundantLife.fm. Uh, you can you can uh, just type that in your web browser. I know it sounds like a weird name, but it is .fm. It's not .com. It's .fm. So AbundantLife.fm. And uh, you will see all of our show notes there. So every show that we've ever done, you have all of our notes there. Uh, you can uh, see where we are on social media. We also put our, our videos, so our YouTube videos are also on there as well. Uh, hello, YouTube. And, uh, and so, yeah, uh, check it out, and, and be sure to subscribe. So uh, once you get to the website, you can pick your podcast platform that you typically use, and you can click on it. It'll take you there. So if you use Apple Podcasts or Google Play or whatever you use, uh, and then once you, once you arrive at, uh, at the podcast platform, then just be sure to subscribe so that you are notified when we uh, re- release and drop a new episode. And I know we haven't dropped the episode in a while, so sorry about that. But, uh, oh, my bad, my bad. Um, so uh, with that said, uh, we are going to get into some content here. Sauce is going to kick us off with uh, Webster's 1828. All right, Ben, thank you. So Webster's 1828, uh, adoption, the act of adopting or the state of being adopted, the taking and treating of a stranger as one's own child, the receiving as one's own, what is new or not natural, and then uh, the the big one here is God's taking the sinful children of men into His favor mm. and protection. Amen. And uh, and so our key verse uh, for this episode is taken out of the book of Romans. So Romans eight fifteen through seventeen, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry Abba Father, which is a beautiful thing, Abba Father. And I'll, mm. I'll I'll talk about that here in just a second. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also, uh, that we may be also glorified together. And that term Abba, it's, uh, it's an Aramaic term and it's a term of endearment for, for daddy. So it's, it's, and I think if you probably go into the middle East, I think that's just how little kids will, address their their father you know abba like daddy and so it's it's a beautiful thing to me because when when you're adopted into into uh into christ uh through christ we we can come boldly to the throne of god and and cry out abba father we can cry out daddy Mm -hmm. and it's just a beautiful thing my mother-in-law went to israel and i'm looking forward to going lord willing in march and she brought me this book called zivi and zivi did a lot of great things he survived the holocaust and that's he mentions that word pretty Abba. Through that whole book, because that's what his kids call him, his grandkids. It's a very, it's a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm looking forward to going to Israel, because you get that culture that you don't, that album probably means something different to us now. But when you go there and see that, it means yeah. different mindset that you see it from. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's interesting. I think every culture has that kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of name. Mijo, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Abrazo. Papa, papa, papa. papa yeah. you know? yeah, papa. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we, we're, what we wanted to do in this episode is uh, we wanted to talk about the spirit of adoption. And uh, so we brought our brother Bob in here. And, and um, Bob has just an amazing story uh, of growing up and what the Lord has, has done, where he's taken him from and where he's brought him to. Um, and so, uh, part, part of Bob's story is he was adopted. And so we wanted to just take a, a little bit in, uh, of time and talk about that. So, 
Um, Bob, if you would just, you know, maybe kind of introduce who you are, tell us who you are, um, you know, married, children, that kind of stuff, and uh, what you do, and then take us take us back in time, um, you know, to to when at what point you were adopted, and and um, and let's we'll talk about that. All right. Well, like he said, I'm Bob Hughes, and um, I have a wife of 36 years. We just celebrated wow. our 36 year Congrats. marriage. Congratulations, uh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that's. Uh, Quite an accomplishment in today's world, for sure. Amen. But uh, it wasn't. But by the grace of God. Amen. Uh, but uh, anyway, we have three kids. Uh, they're all grown, and uh, we have seven grandkids. And uh, it's uh, it, it's a neat thing transitioning from the, you know the dad side to granddad mm. side. And uh, in fact, uh, right before I came here, I was with uh, my two two of our granddaughters. Uh, at basketball practice. Oh, cool! So uh, it was. It, it it's neat to see that transition from kid to grandkid. But uh, having uh, having grown up in a, an adopted family, uh, it's it's kind of wild because people ask a lot of times, "When were you adopted?" And uh, my brother and I uh, were half brothers. Uh, we have like five other brothers and sisters, and uh, we each have different fathers biological fathers i should say and uh, so anyway i i personally uh am thankful that i was adopted uh based on the scenario that uh the lady who had me was living in and uh and i, I mean i don't i don't berate her i don't i don't think uh poorly of her i appreciate the fact that she saw that it wasn't something that uh, she could do and she gave us up for adoption. And uh, my brother, uh, he's a year older than me, the one that I grew up with, um, 15 months older than me. Uh, as soon as uh, he was born, he, he was adopted. In fact, my mom, uh, who I call my mom, uh, was uh, a nurse, and she helped deliver him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, so uh, this lady got pregnant again 15 months later, ready for me to come out. And my my mom is there uh, ready to deliver me also. And I was turned around wrong. And so she went to lunch and I turned around and came out. So hmm. she didn't get an opportunity to deliver me, but uh, I was hers right after that. Mm -hmm. And so and there was no there was no real uh, time. There was no delay. Uh, they told us right away uh, as f from as far back. My brother could probably remember that exact day. He has that kind of memory. Uh, but um, we were adopted uh, right as we were born, or right after we were born, and um, they took you know took us as as their sons. And it it wasn't all roses and, and rainbows <laughs> and fairy tales and all that stuff. But man, I'm telling you. If we hadn't have uh, grown up and we were adopted into a Christian family, hmm. and if we had not been there, uh, adopted, uh, then I don't know if I'd be here talking to you guys today. So. Well, and I think adoption, it's a, I mean, there, there's two sides to it, right? Because you, you're adopted and it's kind of like, man, my, my, you know, my biological parent didn't want me. Right. 
but then the beautiful side to it is that somebody did want you. Absolutely. You know, and, and you're talking about that in today's day and age where, where abortion is just, mm. it's rampant and, and, and ridiculous. So the fact that you are here, that is, Amen. I mean, it's cool that she, she at least knew that she couldn't, right. she couldn't raise you. Like you said, you're just, you're not trying to be raider, but it's cool that at least she, she recognized yes. that and just gave you up yes. to somebody who did care. Absolutely. Um, and so I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And well, my, my mom couldn't have kids. So, uh, so it was uh, one of those things that, you know, uh, she was blessed with two two boys. And you were chosen rather like some of our kids were like, well, if I could give you back and put you back in, I would. <laughs> you know, you just, you just stole my thunder because that is one of the things that I tell kids uh, whenever I find out they're adopted. I'm like, you know what? Uh, the difference is between us and them, the kids that are born to their, you know, biological parents. I was like, my parents got to choose. Yours are stuck with what they got. <laughs> you yeah, know, so. Yeah. Uh, you wonder, like, did yeah. they switch you out somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, 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 was, it was a blessing. And uh, couldn't have asked for So your parents, parents were saved when you're from the, from the onset? And yes. They didn't get saved. It, well, as, it, as far as I'm aware of, I, I don't know the actual, you know, date that they got saved. But, yeah. My dad was, uh, for as long as I can remember, he was, they went to Bible college shortly after probably second or third birthday. Uh, my dad went to Bible college and my mom also, they, they, uh, majored in music first and then I don't have a lick of that. So, now, so was, don't was, ask me to Was sing. your dad, was he a preacher then or was he no, a pastor? No, he, he was going to, uh, do, uh, uh, basically be a, uh, music minister okay and that's what he got hired at, at his first job okay as far i mean bivocational because it was a small church in texas so gotcha but uh yeah so so you they you found out that you were adopted pretty early um but growing up i mean obviously you knew that mm-hmm. and um i mean did you struggle with that was it was that a how was that for you for me it was no problem i accepted the fact um that these are my parents. Mm. They love me. They care about me. Um, and I'm not sure that my brother didn't have the same response. However, his response was very inquisitive. And he wanted to know who our biological parents were. Uh, he wanted to know, um, you know, where they are, what they're doing. Why did they give me up? They, you know, and, and those are things that run through kids' heads that yeah. are in, in hearts, you know. I mean, there some kids are very hurt by it. I mean, yeah. it, and it did. It hurt. Yeah. I, we had an opportunity. I had an opportunity as a teenager to meet my biological mother. But I saw the pain that was on my mom and dad's face. Uh, and I was like, I'm good. I, I didn't need to. I met her later on after I was a grown. Oh, really? Kids. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. But that was it. So, so you uh, you grew up uh, in a Christian home, and um, uh, what point uh, what point did you get saved? Well, and how did, and how did that go? how did that come about? Your testimony. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> the most important part uh, is uh, I I actually. Made a profession of faith uh, at seven. At age seven, uh, we saw this movie at TV at, at TV at church hmm. uh, called "The Burning Hell" that just scared me to death. Hmm. 
and I was just like, I don't want to go there. So what do I need to do? And so if you had a, if my mom, I mean, I grew up in church, so I kind of knew the routine or whatnot, but if you had have told me I need to jump over this table, you know, 50 times to achieve that, that's, I would have accomplished it some, somehow because I was so afraid of dying and going to hell. And uh, so having said that, I mean, I made that profession at seven and I always had doubts, always had doubts. And it was hard. It was hard. Um, living with that and being in a, in a Christian home or in a pastor's because he came, became a pastor later and a pastor's, uh, you know, in his family. And so it was, and, and, and you have all these connotations about a preacher's kid, you know, preacher's kid, deacon's kid. Yep. They're always the worst. <laughs> and in some, some instances that is true. Uh, but uh, we put a lot of pressure on kids uh, at, at that stage that, uh, you know, try to get them to, Hey, live up to what your dad and mom say, that mm. y'all, yeah. you know, you are. And so I just doubted my salvation, uh, for years. And, uh, one night, uh, actually I was married. I was, uh, the song leader. I was the youth guy and, uh, and I was leading singing in, in a revival in our church, a small church in Texas. And, uh, it was in the military and the guy never gave me a way out every other preacher gave me a way out uh and i would jump on that he would be like um the holy spirit was convicting my heart and i knew i needed to get saved and he would say well if you're saved i'm not trying to make you doubt your salvation Mm -hmm. and i jumped on that i'm like okay that's me and as soon as i jump on it you know it made me feel better because i didn't have to make a public profession that i'm not saved Mm -hmm. You know, because it's embarrassing if you're in a position of leadership in a church. And, oh, my, if you, you know, you've been saved how long since you were seven? Right. And at this point, I was 26. So, um, yeah, I uh, the Holy Spirit just was hammering me. And uh, that guy didn't give me an option. He didn't give me a way out. And so I knelt right there. I was leading. I think it was just as I am. Uh, oh, wow. That's yeah. a tough song to run from when yeah. you're under yeah, a conviction. Know, right, right. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And uh, so I knelt right there, and uh, he knelt with me. said, well, and I, I asked the Lord to save me right then. Amen. And it went from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge. And now I'm not saying that my Christian life has been the you know, epitome of everything that every Christian would want to be. Um, but God changed me. And the Holy Spirit indwells within me. And Amen. that Amen. change that God Amen. made in my life uh, is is what's the most important decision I ever made. Amen. So Amen. So so you 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 got saved later in life, but you said you were um, you were in the military at that point? Yes, yes. So I, tell us about that, because that was your pretty most of your career, right? Well, yes. Twenty three years. Uh, wow. Yeah, three months and 15 days. Thank you for your service, man. Thank you. It was my honor to serve. Uh, I truly enjoyed uh, the whole time that I was in there. Uh, But, uh, yes, I uh, I actually um, uh, got tossed out of Bible college a couple times uh, for not doing the right things. The same one or a different one? 
the the same same Bible class. college. Yeah. Hmm. So you went, you got kicked out. You went back, and then yes. you got kicked out. Okay. And the reason why I went back is because I met my wife there, Susan. That's a good reason. Yes. <laughs> And uh, so, anyway, I stayed because I met her, and uh, then we got married and got tossed again. And it was demerits and things that I did, you know, hanging out with the wrong people and uh, and influence. Uh, even after you were married? Yes, hmm. even after. Well, I was on the basketball team and uh, hmm. just hanging out with the wrong people. So, anyway... Uh, that that happened, and then I left there, went to work for my father-in-law. He was a preacher also uh, in Missouri, and I was helping with, uh, again, you know, this was prior to me getting saved for real, and uh, went to work for him uh, in a Christian school and uh, was the youth guy there and led the songs in the church. And, uh, and then it was... One of those things with my father-in-law, I don't know if, I don't know if he got tired of me, <laughs> but he was like, have you ever considered the Air Force? And I was like, no, no, I really haven't. And uh, he was like, well, I did four years before my eyes got bad and uh, something to think about. I was like, that's a great idea. Let me go check into this. So I went and checked into it uh, and uh Got wrapped around the axle about it, and I was like, this is a good idea. So I joined in uh, November of 88, and uh, then uh, it's uh, been uh, been a good time. I, I had a good time in it. I mean, it was, I was an air traffic controller. I, I really was very blessed to get that because I came in open general, which open general means you're just – you choose from – 10 or 15 uh, jobs that are available, and most of the ones are not so good. And air traffic control just happened to be one of those. And I put it on my list, and they were like, oh, yeah, we'll take him. That's so. Cool. Well, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going we're gonna, to uh, continue talking a little bit. I have another question about uh, military. Okay. And uh, so we'll, we'll be right back. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115. Okay, and we're back. And so, so, um, so my question is, you were, so you're in the military when you, when you were saved already, right? Uh, I was in the military. I got saved while I was in the military. Oh, while you were in the yes. military. How, and how, so how was that? I mean, you know, in the military, you're, you're kind of around some roughnecks, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, guy stuff going on. I mean, Couple. locker room talk. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. I can't imagine. Um, culture, yeah. There's culture, yeah. It's, yes. it's military culture. How, yes. So how was that? I mean, I mean how did you, and how did you um, work through that? Um, well, prior to actually getting saved, I was kind of right in the middle of it, hiding it. And, uh, because I put on that front of being a Christian, Mm -hmm. but I didn't act like one at work and, uh, or, you know, playing sports. I I didn't. And, uh, so anyway, once I got saved, yeah, it was a, it was a change and making those changes and going back was hard. 
uh, because people expect you to be a certain way that you've been for right. years or whatever. And uh, now it's a new new Bob. Yeah, I still made mistakes, and and it's still hard to give up sin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But God gives you that ability to do it. Amen. That uh, that's amazing. And uh, so you were you were in um, uh, combat. Yes. Um, I, I, I know. How many times were you? Five different deployments. Okay. I went to um, start out, I went to uh, Korea for a year unaccompanied. My wife and uh, two kids stayed. Uh, that's at, rough. Yeah, at Del Rio, Texas. Yeah, that was a rough year. Mm. Uh, back then, we didn't have computers. We, I mean, we didn't have smartphones. No, we had no communication devices mm. other than a phone, a dial-up phone, and at one. Well, actually, I used a radio too at one time cheaper um, probably that you way. had to say over so they would know to turn it to a different you know switch so she could talk oh wow but somebody was listening so yeah, yeah. it wasn't a private conversation <laughs> no not yeah. so private but uh once a once a month i think it was uh we got a 15 minute call oh, and it was out in the hallway wow. on the on the community phone oh wow so no you you didn't have any uh you didn't have any privacy or any wow. of that. But anyway, that was my first one, uh, Korea, for a year. And then I went um, to Oman, uh, Saudi, uh, Baghdad, uh, and uh, back to uh, back again to uh, Iraq. Went to Iraq twice. Wow. Was that uh, that Desert Storm? Uh, no, actually. Desert Storm I volunteered for. That was in 91. So I didn't – we had a different – Air Force then. Okay. So it was, uh, you couldn't just de- uh, deploy. They had certain people that were designated as deployers. Okay. So those guys got to go. Now, if it had gone long, which it didn't last very long. So okay. if it had gone long, then they would have probably taken some volunteers after that. But um, but once once we kicked off the second one, uh, yeah, I was knee deep in that. Oh, and I was in Hungary too. Oh, wow. Uh, whenever the Bosnia uh, deal went on in the oh, 90s. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we were sporting uh, airframes out of there. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was some fun times. So lots of uh, lots of mortars and stuff uh, in, in both the Iraq uh, ones. But, uh, I mean, the, the neat thing about it, and this is, this is something that, I mean, people panic. You know, whenever, well, number one, mortars are lobbed, you don't know where they're going to land. So, uh, I mean, sirens go off because the radar detects that they're coming in, but you don't know where they're going to hit. Mm-hmm. So people are supposed to, you're supposed to, you know, hit the ground and roll and, and you're supposed to have Kevlar and, and your flak vest on all the time if you're outside the tent. I mean, you didn't sleep in it, but, you know, if you were doing anything outside, you were supposed to have it on. Anyway, it was funny. I was coming back uh, um, from a midnight shift, and they had uh, a total blackout, so there are no lights. Um, if a dude lit a cigarette or something, people were screaming at the guy because it lights up, you know, yeah. where you are. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, it was it, it was a blackout conditions. I'm walking to, I'm like, I'm going to go laundry, do some laundry. Uh, it was a laundry tent. So, and it was not very far, like 50 yards away. And I start going over there and I'm like, I'm not taking my helmet. I'm not taking my flak vest. I don't, I, 
if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. So anyway, I go there. Put, Hopefully Susan didn't just hear that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, she knows. Uh, I, put it, I, I put my stuff in the laundry and uh, thing, an alarm goes off and uh, just basically uh, we were under attack and it was a ground attack. It wasn't an air, you know, or a, a mortar attack. So they called it a ground attack. And all these people in the laundry, I mean, of course, they got their flak vests and helmets on. They're rolling and turning out lights. And I'm just like, I got nothing. I could hide behind a washing machine, maybe. <laughs> but what good is that going to do? So I just sat out there and put my legs up on the table that you would fold your clothes on. I'm just like, and people are just like, how can you, how can you do that? And I was like, because I'm saved and I know where I'm going yeah, if I man. die. Yeah. That was a key for me is, is people panicked all the time and, and just so much anxiety and you could see it written on their face because I mean, and again, we weren't under, you know, great attack or anything like that. And that was a false alarm, by the way, the ground attack. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the anxiety that people had is just unbelievable. And to know that if it's my time to go, whether I have a flag vest or helmet or I'm in a protected, you know, bunker, it doesn't matter. Yeah. God's going to take me. Yeah. So, I, and, and I know where I'm going. Amen. Yeah, so that was, that was huge for me. So, so how, how many years in the military total? 23 years, 23. three months and 15 days. Wow. Yeah. So, and people are like, how did you remember that? I didn't, it's on your retirement <laughs> for certificate. So. <laughs> Were you fishing out of Luke at all? Or I did. I finished up out here. I actually, um, to, to get out here, I had my retirement paperwork uh, in for December of 2009. Uh, and I was stationed in Albuquerque. And was going to uh, get out of there, uh, get out there and then go to the FAA, do some air traffic or some automation for air traffic, which is computer systems. And uh, God didn't, didn't have that uh, going for me. Uh, I mean, it had gotten approved. But then in the summer, we find out that my mother-in-law is, uh, has terminal cancer. Mm. They live out here. And so I withdrew my, uh, my paperwork for retirement, put in for a transfer out here so we can get out here immediately. Uh, and it got approved. We, that happened in June, I think, that we got notice. I withdrew my paperwork and put in for the humanitarian, and we got out here in August. And uh, that quickly, and then she passed in October. Mm. And my father-in-law is blind, so we right, stayed, right. you know. And, that, and so I uh, got stationed at Luke and uh, did a deployment out of there, and I just I enjoyed it. I finally got a tower. I was always radar uh, all my career. I got a few ratings in the tower, but uh, I got, got rated in the tower out here, so it was pretty cool. Enjoyed it. But that's where I retired, yes. I've been in the radar room. I had not been into the tower. That was back before 9-11 when you could go in. Oh, I, I can get you guys in any time. No problem, you know. Yeah. That'd be cool. He's played basketball there at the gym at, on the on oh, base. Yeah. yeah. And now they built the bridge, and mm -hmm. that housing used to be open, too, and now yep. it's all... No, the housing's gone. Down. Yeah, they got a... Over there uh, on that other side of the bridge now, they've got an RV place. Brand wow. new. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I know that's that's one of my fondest memories is going to the to the base to watch the Thunderbirds, man. Oh. I 
I can get enough of that. There was one day I remember I was I was going down um, Olive. I think it's when we lived on Olive Eighty Seventh, and and I look up and I just seen all these jets and they were just doing stuff. And I'm like, what is that? So we went out there. It was Luke days, mm. and uh, yeah, they had the the Thunderbirds out there. Yeah. Dude, we'd go like every year, man. I I can't get enough of those, man. And then we went to watch the blue the, the Blue Angels. I know that's not no, that's, that's not Air right. Force, but dude, the, the I have respect cool. for every uh, those every type of those, aircraft. Uh, yeah, those shows were just amazing. Uh, what they do, and now they've got I don't know what is the new uh, is it the F thirty five? Dude, those things are insane. It's like I've seen some amazing. some videos on those and pre Top Gun, Ben, right there. I know, right? <laughs> well, Top Gun was the F uh, fourteen, wasn't it? Oh. The Tomcat, the F fourteen in the first one, the four and the F eighteen in the second one. On the second one, yeah, and what? and they did show F thirty fives. Why did they not use the thirty fives in the second one? Why uh, did they use at eighteens? Really? Is oh, that, that's what it was. Can you imagine? Yes. How, how plus? Uh-huh. How many million dollars? I mean, how many millions of dollars I, are those? I heard it was like just for the eighteen F eighteen was like fourteen thousand an hour. An hour. That's what I heard. <laughs> I don't know that to be a fact. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can't imagine what the thirty-five would be. It's oh. like Tom Cruise making well, number for one, an hour they, they won't let. Yeah, they won't let civilians fly that. Yeah. No way. F eighteen. Come on, man. We get those run out of our ears. Yeah, you got a bunch of those. But no, uh, I have respect for all uh, military uh, aircraft. Yeah. Uh, pilots. I mean, it, it. It. It was a blast. Whenever I was in uh, Saudi, uh, this for the second uh, kickoff of the second war. Um, it was crazy because we lost radar. Yeah. Oh wow. And uh, and the Saudi uh, guy was air traffic controller. They they actually controlled the tower and the rap kind. It was theirs. And so we would come in and and you know come in and and spell them and basically uh, take you know take their shift whenever the shock and all was happening and <laughs> the radar went out and he's like I don't know what to do. I'm like, what? You don't know what to do. It's non-radar, man. Just work it. He's like, I have some holding over here, some over here. I'm like, who? And this is, I mean, these guys had bombs on target time. I mean, they were sitting on the runway. He wouldn't let anybody take off. Wouldn't even let anybody land. Guys were minimum fuel. Oh, wow. Getting emergency fuel. It was crazy. I was like, let me take over. And he's like. Oh, no, everything's fine. I was like, no, it's not. It's not fine. But uh, anyway, I finally talked him to it, and uh, we worked it out. But uh, And then the radar came back on, and he goes, how do you do that? <laughs> Come back to uh, uh, the United States. We'll teach you how to do that non-radar <laughs> stuff. But uh, it was it was pretty wild. So now, you, now you're now you retired military. Yes. Um, so what do you do now? I work for General Dynamics down in Scottsdale. Okay, so it's, it's a military contractor? Uh, basically, yeah. Okay. Big government contract uh, type of uh, entity. There's a lot of them out there, but uh, General Dynamics is one that's uh, that I, I enjoy still giving back to the military. Yeah. So well, you get to work on some cool projects. At least that's what I've heard. <laughs> I do. I do uh, on the intel side. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different than air traffic, obviously. Right. But, right. Uh, it's I really tell you, I have to kill you. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'd probably get in trouble. So it's quite a story, man. I mean, you know, uh, from adoption to full military uh, career, you know, you got saved in the military. That's pretty awesome. Um, retired military. Um, you still kind of work for the military indirectly. Um, but how is how so how's God working currently in your life? Like, how is he what, what, what's going on now, man? How 
What's, what's the know, current situation? You know, uh, something that uh, happened recently. And I would say within the past, I don't know, six, probably eight months, uh, God has really been working in my life about uh, different things. Uh, and, you know, growing up a preacher's kid, I mean, you can play the game. You know how to. And, and being a deacon or whatever, served in church, uh, you can get into a rut of mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over. And something that really has jumped out to me, uh, I I walk my dog usually in the mornings, uh, zero dark 30. Uh, and uh, that's my time that I spend talking to God. And I'm walking, and it just seemed like every day uh, I would start, thanking God over and over for all the things he's done for me, you know, uh, great wife, great kids, great grand grandkids, you know, the job, uh, our church, all my friends, the basketball team. I just, I've been abundantly blessed. And the thing that hit me between the eyes is I haven't done anything for the Lord. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, what have I done? And that's what grabbed hold of me. And so I went to, uh, went to the pastor and talked to him. And we actually ended up starting a, a ministry uh, that uh, were uh, three, three uh, lessons into and uh, be coming up the fourth one. Um, but uh, men's exchange ministry. Uh, and basically what it's doing is uh, teaching men in our church and i'm learning too teaching men how to look for divine appointments to where you can share the gospel with other people because that is the most important Hmm. job that we have as christians and i can't i i can't get over it and i don't want to get over it the fact that god has put this burden on my heart to uh, I need to give back. And by giving back, I'm not saying for numbers. I'm saying every person I see now is a soul. Mm. It's weird how God, you know, whenever you're looking for uh, answers from him, uh, whether it's in his word or you see them, you know, just walking around and you're just like, wow, that just makes so much sense. But seeing each person that I come in contact with as a soul it's just huge, and uh, I, I can't overemphasize how mo- how important that is. We're gonna take a, another really quick break, um, and I've got a question about what you're currently doing, your current ministry, and uh, we'll be we'll be back here in just a couple seconds. Are you looking to apply God's truth in a practical way to your everyday life? Stay in the fight is a weekday devotional written by Sasso Mendez. This short three-minute read looks at a verse of scripture and applies it to life in a very real and transparent way. Sasa's blog-style writing is humorous, relatable, and a great way to align your thoughts with God's Word. Visit stayinthefight.online and subscribe to get notified by email when it releases each weekday. Stay in the Fight is a great way to keep God in your focus, and it's easy to share with others. That's stayinthefight.online. And we're back. So, so Bob, you were talking about um, 
this current ministry that you're in, which is really cool. But you mentioned that you guys are, are learning to to give the exchange. And, and I know what the exchange is, but for those that don't know or never have heard of uh, what the exchange is, um, can, can you tell us what, what is that? What is the exchange? Absolutely. It's uh, based on relational evangelism. Okay. So basically, uh, it is a four-part uh, Bible study uh, that you do. Um, but what you do to begin that Bible study is begin a relationship with someone. And it's not a hit you over the head with it uh, like uh, in you know times past. It is a no joke by the books and by the book, mm. uh, the Bible, a uh, way of telling someone about, I mean, all, all bets are off as far as um, any other issues uh, as far as what about angels, what this keeps you on point. Mm, yeah, this is yeah. a, a program that helps me have confidence to take it to anyone, whether it's a good friend or whether it's someone that I met, you know, at the grocery store. Uh, to be able to just build that relationship. I mean, I know walking down the street, I was walking Opie to get, uh, Opie's my dog, by the way, <laughs> Opie Taylor, uh, but walking to uh, the mail and I saw a neighbor and I'm not a very good neighbor, I found out, and not from him, but uh, the fact that I haven't reached out to them, you know, I mean, I've got tons of people around me and I don't know who they are. Mm. So I'm like, uh, and I saw the guy, he's like standing back looking uh, at his house. And I'm like, did you just get your house painted or something? Or are you doing it or what? And he was like, no, I'm having some guys. And so I, I get his information, his name. Now, I haven't started an exchange program, but it's that building that rapport and that relationship to where. Doors open there. Yes. Yeah. The, and seeing those divine appointments. Because any other time I would have just walked to my mailbox, got my mail and went back and talked to Opie the whole time, probably. And instead, I saw that as an opportunity to just open the door. Hey, my name's Bob Hughes, you know? And uh, I just live right around the corner. And if you ever need anything, give me a holler. And he told me that he has two boys, you know, they're playing football. And I asked him what, what position, played tight end. Oh, I played tight end in college. Hey, we could do blah, blah, you know? And just little bitty things like that. Uh, open the doors, uh, and I, that's what the uh, exchange uh, Bible study is about: is building that relationship with them first, and then, then injecting a Bible study, which is very simple, and and it's it's a four part deal that takes an hour at a time, so four hours, and you're basically they've got the gospel. Now, is it something you're doing one on one with pastor, or a class you're teaching, or attending? It, it's actually a, a class I'm teaching. Okay. So um, I thought it was going to be together, uh, but it ended up uh, being on Sunday nights. So pastor is obviously involved in uh, in the the main part that yeah, yeah. main auditorium. So uh, we're actually doing it, and we've got like six or seven guys that are engaged in it. And uh, well, I guess that anybody that's interested, we could probably put some information in the show notes if they'd be interested in that. Participating in that type of program Absolutely. or attending that. Well, the, the in the basis of it is once we get the uh, giving the exchange is what we're teaching is it's twelve part series. Uh, once we do that, then we are engaging in uh, those Bible studies with people and any people that are saved from that. 
we're taking them and putting them in living the exchange. And so some of the guys that I'm training now that we're training now are going to branch off and teach living the exchange, which is another 12 part series. And it teaches people discipleship basically. And that's our motto is to become disciples, make disciples, make disciple makers. And so once they graduate from that uh, course, then we're going to put them back into giving the exchange. Mm -hmm. And so it's a cyclical circle. Yeah. And so now you've got disciple makers. That's pretty awesome. Um, it, I think part of, I, I know my problem is, is, is uh, twofold. I, I love what you said is now you, you're trying to get the vision where you see people as a soul. Mm-hmm. I know I go to the grocery store and I'm just like, I, I want to get in, get my stuff and get out. I, I'm not thinking this cashier is yeah. a soul. I'm not thinking yeah. the, the, the dude bag in my groceries is a soul. Yeah. I don't think like, and I, and, and that's not a good thing. Um, and then I think also the other part is a lot of people, I think, including myself, you know, are somewhat intimidated to talk to people, but Absolutely. I think, but I think the, the fact, like you said, you're, you're, you're establishing sort of a relationship. So it's not, not like, Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Mm. Like it's not, yeah. you know, cause a lot of people are turned off by that, you know, immediately. I mean, you, yeah. you know, people knock on doors and we don't know, nobody does that anymore. I mean, the Mormons do, I guess, right. but, uh, nobody answers the door for them, you right. know? And, and so, um. So the approach is, is kind of uh, different, and it's, it's pretty cool. Well, I think what you said, it's organic, too. I think a lot of times, if you don't realize it, but it, it, it happens, and it can happen naturally if you, it, you it don't can. have to force it. Well, I, I think you were, weren't you at the uh, end of the year basketball deal? Yeah, yeah. And all I did, I normally bring a, I bring a little uh, devotional at the end of our uh, basketball uh, party. And this time, I was just, Lord gave me, give your testimony. So I gave my testimony, and then we had one of the guys ask, uh, aren't, aren't all gods the same? Hmm. Oh, no, they're not. And, and so I explained it, you know, within that uh, confines of, you know, 10 or 12 guys, I didn't want to, you know, go. But I said, hey, I got a Bible exchange uh, program uh, or a, a meeting that I could do with you, uh, four lessons, simple and answers all those questions. Uh, would you be interested? And he was like, sure. And just uh, an update. He got saved. Amen. No, Amen. not, not, I mean, we, we completed three uh-huh. of the things and then he went to youth camp. Oh, wow. And he got saved at youth oh, camp. Oh, wow. So, uh, That's praise awesome. the Lord. That is awesome. Yeah, I remember that. He, he, he jumped up right away. It's like the spirit was tugging. Yeah. And he jumped, he's, like, he's like, well, aren't religions all the same? Aren't the gods all the same? And I thought, yeah. wow. But he's asking the question in front of the guys, because usually when you get the yeah. guys together, yeah. nobody wants to talk about that stuff, but it was cool. Well, see, that's another thing on this, uh, on the exchange program, is that God is constantly working. And we don't need to go out so- soliciting. Right. We let those doors open, mm-hmm. and then we mm-hmm. just walk through them. Because God's working on people's hearts when we're not there. Somebody right. else has planted the seed. Mm, Somebody yeah. else has watered it's it. Plowing the fields. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just it's just our our faithlessness, right? I mean, oh, I, I know for me, it, I know for me, it is. I know that's my my deal. It's faithlessness. A- absolutely. And, yeah. But this does build confidence in yeah. that I'm not. And if they do reject, they're rejecting. Right. God. It's the Lord. They're right. not rejecting right. us. Yeah. Right. So, anyway. Yeah, it's Pretty it's. Cool. I don't know if you guys ever watch Ray Comfort videos, you know, and he's he's over in Huntington Beach, and he's. 
I mean, he's the guy that's beating oh, yes. over the head with the. But he, he's kind of a charming dude because he's he you know, got the Australian accent, you know, oh, yeah. and so, and, and he's kind of funny, you know, and uh, he's he's kind of goofy looking. So I think that breaks the barriers. <laughs> and he brings that dog. <laughs> brings that dog. You're with goofy the looking. Yeah, you tear down walls yeah. all the yes. time. That yeah. will with your accent, but yeah, and, and so he, he does a really good job. I think he's he's great at it, um, but I think this approach is I think is better because it's relational too. Because he's he's I mean he's giving the gospel. Maybe he's an some, evangelist. Some of those people they light it on fire and they leave. Yeah, and, and some of those people get yeah. saved, but there's no discipleship. There's no follow through. There you go. Um, but at least they're getting saved, I guess. Absolutely. Minimal, but anyway, but um, so so anyway, kind of kind of to tie all this together. So you know we're we're talking about spirit of adoption, and. Uh, you know, when you're looking through the Bible, there's there's instances where you know people have been adopted. You look at like Moses, um, you know he was he was adopted into yeah. a family, um, and there's there's other instances. My favorite in story, Mephibosheth. I mean, who? Oh, yeah. that's us. He, he brought us to the king's table yeah. for all eternity. You can't say that name, bro. <laughs> well, that's my Luke. My favorite story in all the Bible. Oh, um, that's good fantastic. Story. You know, even uh, Esther was adopted by yep. uh, Mordecai and. Yep. And uh, Jesus was adopted Ooh. by Joseph. Ooh. Absolutely. You know, and, and so there's just these really cool instances of adoption. Oh, man. Um, you, you know, and then, and then there's, you, you talk about, you know, you were somebody else's child before you were adopted. Um, and so when you kind of tie that in spiritually, it doesn't have the same kind of connotation because technically when, before you're saved, you're, you're a child of the devil. Um, you are. You, you look at uh, Matthew 13, 38, the field is the, wor- the world. And the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. Okay. So, and he's talking about the, the parable when he was throwing the seed and some landed on the good soil and some landed on the, the wrath of God abides on you um, prior to your right. salvation. I mean, right. Yeah. You're condemned yeah, already. You're, you're, you're condemned already. Yep, absolutely. But the, but the beautiful part is the adoption part. This mm. is just like you said, you know, it's cool because your parents handpicked you. Mm. They handpicked you. And yep. this is our God. This is the God that that loves us and he handpicked us. So first John three, one says, see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. Um, Galatians four, four through six. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, father. And there's that, there's that term again, Abba, which Amen. is a beautiful thing. We can right. call God the Father, Abba. What an amazing thought um, that, that we can do this. Ephesians 1, 3 through 5. Uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, even as he chose us from before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, yeah. according to the purpose of his will. So, yeah, so it's Amen. it's a beautiful thing, uh, the spirit of adoption. And I know that there's um, there are some negative connotation to uh, to earthly uh, adoption because some people some some people who are adopted um, they have this sense of like no identity, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a. a sense about a you're unsure about your past you're not sure who you are sort of thing what would you say to somebody bob because i know you've been in the position of being adopted what would you say to somebody like that who has those that sense of feeling i i I truly think i mean even without a biblical connotation to it um just knowing that there is a god that loves you Mm. i mean your parents whether you're adopted or not your parents brought you into this world 
and bet you that they love you. But don't get wrapped around the fact that a human will let you down mm. because we will. We're, mm. We are human. We're, we're sin riddled. Mm. And we have so much uh, that we hold on to that can just be a detriment to whether you're adopted or not. But the one thing that I was going to add to uh, what you said about adoption in, in the verses, Ephesians 2, I was teaching it last week in, in our growth group. Uh, Ephesians 2 has where, you know, God opened the door for the Gentiles mm. to be saved. I mean, come on. And opening that door, that that's an adoption right mm-hmm. there. And, and seeing that and knowing that, you know what, whenever it all comes down to it, God loves us and he's waiting for us. Amen. Regardless. Amen. Amen. But yeah, don't get wrapped around it. I mean, I know it's hard. Uh, for some some kids because they're inquisitive, um, but know know that God loves you. And I think it's probably harder for um, somebody who's probably not a Christian. Absolutely. And if you are a Christian, you know um, your identity is is in Christ. I mean that's your that's your true identity. Who you are is a child of the of the Most High God. Um, John one twelve through thirteen says, "But to all who did receive him, so you're saved, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God." Second um, Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any anyone is in Christ, he is mm, a new, that one, he man. is a new creation. I know that we say this every Friday night. The old has passed away, and behold. The new has come, and so you're you're a new creation. You're Amen. a new man in Christ, Amen. and and your your identity is in Christ, and that's how you identify. I mean, even even uh, even for me, I have earthly parents um, who who didn't put me up for adoption, but I'm still a new creation, and I'm still my identity is in Christ. That's where mm-hmm. my identity is, and I am thankful, very thankful for my parents. Um, but I'm I'm so thankful to God that. I, I'm I'm able to call him Abba Father. I mean, what a Amen. what a beautiful thing. Amen. And on that note, I mean, I, you look at it, and the goal is after a while, you probably acted like your dad and did a lot of the characteristics that were not because <laughs> yeah. you weren't born of that. And I think that's the goal of every Christian is to be identified as a believer just by the way we live our lives. Amen. To be identified as a follower of Jesus Christ, Amen. even though there's no biological, there is something to be said of that. Absolutely. Um, Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Well, Bob, I want to thank you so much for uh, just giving your testimony. What a blessing. Amen. Um, thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. And Thanks uh, for having me. We're gonna put, uh, so I'm going to put a couple things on, on, the, uh, on the show notes. I'll put li- links to the uh, uh, Exchange Bible Study because I know that there's a website out for that. Yes. Um, I'll put a link out to our church website. So if anybody has... 635 on Sunday nights? Yep. So if anybody has I'm questions... Sorry. 635 on Sunday nights? No. Uh, actually, it depends on, depends on what's going on. Normally, we would be normally meeting uh, at the regular time. So 7 to 8, 15. Okay. On a Sunday, oh, on Sunday a, nights. No. No, on Wednesday nights. nights. You're talking I'm about sorry. Wednesday nights? No, on Sunday nights. Okay. On Sunday nights, it's 6, 6 to 7, to 15. 15. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I can put that. I can put a. I can put a link to the church website to the contact us page, and if they have questions, oh, they can contact either one of us. Yeah, on the, yeah. Buttonlife.fm. Buttonlife.fm. Contact yeah. with me. Okay. If they have questions about wanting to know how to give the exchange or how to to learn about the exchange or or the living, or if they'd like to be in our, our next class, we absolutely. won't put your cell out there, but we'll, we'll we give you those links. <laughs> no, but you can get, you can send their uh, information to me, and I'll be happy to talk to them. Awesome. That'll be awesome. I cool. appreciate you guys having me on. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Boss. 
And so um, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you get a chance, visit us at AbundantLife.fm. You can follow us on YouTube. We are on Twitter. I think we're on Instagram and, and Facebook. Facebook. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Uh, check us out on YouTube, though. Uh, I, I know it's the video stuff, but uh, you can subscribe there. And, Forgive uh, this you can, <laughs> in advance. Sorry. <laughs> Pixelation. You, you get to see Bob. You get to meet Bob. Ben Smart wearing black. Good <laughs> job. Sorry. And Bob lost a lot of weight. He's looking good. Yeah, so. he's looking really yeah. good. Looking so. excellent. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for, for listening. Bye, Bye for now. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Life Podcast. We pray you were blessed by today's episode. Please visit us online at AbundantLife.fm. Until next time, may God bless you.